This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. When everything seems to be piling up against us, Albertans don't just stand by. We take action. And that's what I'm announcing here today. Well, but is it the right action, I guess, becomes the question. The uh, Alberta government today announcing $3.7 billion to be spent on rail cars, an attempt to move more oil by rail in lieu of new pipelines. One of the problems that the Alberta government is going to run into, and here's the story from uh, just eight days ago from Bloomberg uh, Bloomberg News, Alberta's effort to alleviate a crude glut through mandatory production curtailments may be backfiring as Canadian heavy crude has become too expensive to ship by rail. Suncor's chief executive said in a conference call, the rail economics are seriously damaged and a lot of the rail movements are stopping or have stopped. Imperial Oil said the crude by rail shipments out of its Edmonton terminal were ground to near zero this month from an already reduced 90,000 barrels a day in January. So if we've closed that price differential, which I guess the production cut was meant to do, are the economics there to move more by rail? The Alberta government expects to realize uh, some profit from doing so. Well, joining us to talk a bit more about the announcement is uh, Tom Vernon, Provincial Affairs Reporter for Global News. Tom, thanks for joining us here. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. So what are we uh, spending this $3.7 billion on? Yeah, so there's 4,400 rail cars, and we've kind of started doing the math and went, okay, it can't just be that. Well, the, the way they explained it is there's also the, the infrastructure around that. There's transload sites on both ends that need to be storage sites that need to be kind of figured out as well. So the $3.7 billion investment is for the rail cars and the needed rail capacity around that. Um, but all the hauling, all the contracting out will be going to uh, the two main rail lines here in the country, uh, CP and CN. So the government isn't actually going to buy any uh, locomotives or anything like that. Now, as you mentioned, they do expect to turn a profit on this, but the way they kind of found that profit wasn't just from hauling oil by rail. I mean, yeah, as, as oil gets more expensive, the, the economics of hauling oil by rail uh, go down. But the premier said, well, look, the, the higher value of Alberta oil means the government will be getting higher royalty rates. So they aren't breaking down exactly how they came up with that $5.9 billion number, only to say that it's from all the, 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 the revenue sources that the government could expect to, uh, to attract. That's $5.9 billion in, in profit then, essentially. Uh, the $5.9 billion in revenue, so subtract the $3.7 oh, okay. billion investment, right. and it's uh, $2.2 billion in total. They, they say these estimates are, con- uh, are conservative. Uh, and they're, they're convinced this will be a good business deal for the province. All right. So how much oil then are we expected that we're going to be able to haul once we purchased all these rail cars? Yeah. So, I mean, the first rail cars will be hitting the rail uh, in July, according to the government. They say at that point it'll be about 20,000 barrels per day. By mid-2020, so I guess still a little over a year away, they'll have a capacity for 120,000 barrels per day of uh, takeaway capacity for Alberta crude. Uh, the way the program will work is Alberta will, government of Alberta will purchase oil from Alberta producers, uh, load it onto these tankers and sell it to the highest bidder, um, whether that be in the, on the Gulf Coast and Cushing or east or west, uh, although they do expect the vast majority to head south into the United States. 
Right. And, and yeah, I guess the destination is, is also important here in terms of what mm-hmm. we're going to be able to sell this for. So uh, is, is the Gulf Coast, does it sound like that's maybe the, the first choice or w- w- what's the government's priority? Do we get a sense? And I think the priority is the highest bidder. Um, it, it looks like the Gulf Coast is most likely where it will, most of it will end up because that's, quite frankly, that's where most of our oil ends up anyway. Um, the refineries there, they're thirsty for this type of stuff. And uh, there's some issues in Venezuela, obviously, that are well documented, and oil out of there has been, um, been uh, interrupted. So there's a, an even greater capacity for Canadian oil uh, to replace some of that. I think that's part of the reason the differential has shrunk so low, is there's, there's more of an appetite for, or there's more availability for Alberta oil if uh, we are able to get it there. So, yeah, most likely the vast majority will head, head south and hit the Gulf Coast, uh, Gulf Coast refineries. Now, obviously, we're not, we're not building new tracks, uh, the, and, and other stuff still needs to move. And I know the Premier was asked about this today. I mean, the possibility of disrupting other shipments, or, for example, more specifically, the possibility of disrupting agricultural shipments. Wait, what did she say about that? So, yeah, the government has to be very careful with this, because we know that these there have been some issues with agriculture shipments over the last couple of years. And, and she said, look, the, the rail companies have signed contracts with producers, with those types of companies, to, to meet a certain capacity. Um, the, those uh, will still get priority on the rail line. They, they hope that this will not impact that. They say that it's designed in a way that it will not impact that. Um, and if it is impacted, it is the rail companies, it is their responsibility to meet their contractual obligations. But you're right, there there is grave concern on that, because we have seen a lot of delays in recent years on ag shipments. And you think add another 4,400 cars into the mix to, to haul uh, oil, that will uh, that will kind of back things up. Now, uh, part of the uh, reason that they're not overly concerned about it is grain uh, and agriculture products typically move east-west, and it looks like most of the oil will be heading south into the United States. Did she say anything about the timing of this? Because obviously we've got uh, the the election as a backdrop and uh, everything that, that all the politicians are doing these days certainly mm-hmm. seems colored by politics. What about the timing of this? Yeah, I mean, and she was asked specifically, look, a couple months from an election, is it, uh, or maybe even a couple of weeks, you never know, uh, how, how does this work where you're signing a contract that maybe the next government, if it's not you guys, wouldn't be too happy about it? She says, look, you have to look beyond uh, election cycle politics. You have to look at uh, long term and, and making decisions that, you know, have a benefit for Alberta that, that or that she sees are for Alberta. And she also added that this has been in the works for quite some time now. I mean, quite some time. I think the first time we heard about this would have been December. So in the political world, that, that's not a lot of time. It's a couple of months ago. But she says this is about the greater, uh, the greater Alberta oil economy, and, and you, can't wait, you can't keep waiting. Uh, we, they have to solve this situation of the differential and the takeaway capacity until these uh, new pipelines come online, if they come online. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we'll leave there, Tom, much more tonight, the uh, Global News Hour at 6. I appreciate you making some time for us here. Thanks for having me. All right, Tom Vernon, Provincial Affairs reporter with Global News, globalnews.ca. Tom, uh, covering the announcement today from the Premier. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.